This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. If you have a Bible this morning, go to the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse number 14. Mark, chapter 4, verse number 14. And um, can you put your hands together for the worship team for being so fantastic? did an unbelievable job uh, this morning, and I told the 10 o'clock service that that new song that we just sang, I think it's going to be an anthem of our church, and I just, I want to encourage you, go download that or Spotify it, and I think it's called Do It Again, is that right? Is that song called Do It Again? And um, it just played in the car, and I think we need to have that kind of stuff in our house and in our cars, amen? And uh, I'm excited. Are you glad to be in church? Has it already been a good service? Merch guy was here. It's already been good. And I do want to say, hey, I know that Memorial Day weekend is very busy and you got a lot of stuff going on. And I know you have to be out buying a car and a mattress and whatever you do on Memorial Day weekend, that would make you busy. But um, if you have time on Saturday, we're going to be gathering, uh, you know, at our offices for um, the pop up. And it would just mean so much. We'll be there 12 to 9. I think we're going to have some food trucks and stuff. It'll be pretty cool. And and I want to tell you that, you know, we got all kinds of stuff, all kinds of merch for Zoe, because I think, you know, first of all, we are the greatest church in the whole world. Somebody say amen. Come on, only clap if you believe it. If you don't believe it, don't clap. We're the greatest church on the planet. And we might not be the biggest church, but we're the greatest because we love one another. Come on, somebody. And um, we're going to be, you know, uh, having a bunch of Zoe stuff. And I think you, you always rock what you love. You always rock what you're proud of, and that, that you know, I'm a college football fan, so I always rock, you know, rock God's favorite college, which is the University of Washington, and uh, so I wear Husky stuff because I got Husky pride, and um, if you got pride in your church, it's just a cool thing, and it's kind of a cool thing because we get to wear uh, around L.A. and wherever you live, uh, wear, wear Zoe stuff, and, and I want to tell you, you know, uh, the, 100% of the proceeds, everything that comes in uh, is going uh, to improvements around your church. And so uh, financial integrity is a big deal around here. Uh, I think, uh, according to my guesstimations, I think in the last three or four months, we've given away as a community uh, $30,000 or $40,000 uh, locally, nationally, and globally. Come on, that's your generosity at work. And um, we see money is a vehicle for mission. And so we just want to tell you that all the proceeds is not going to go to uh, anything other than, you know, the mission of God, the mission of reaching people in your city. And so come on by and, and buy a hoodie for the glory of God. Sound good? Are you excited for Memorial Day weekend? What else do people do? On, do they barbecue on Memorial Day weekend? By the way, I want to say I was in the back and I heard my wife introduce herself as the pastor's wife at his church. And I almost, was, almost threw up in the back because... This is the pastor of our church. Come on, put your hands together for Pastor Julia. I'm the pastor's wife, a.k.a. the pastor. And uh, my wife is amazing. By the way, I acknowledged him in the 10 a.m. I want to acknowledge him in the 12. Uh, this is Josh and Becca Anderson here on the front row. Make some noise for Josh and Becca. We love them. And for those of you that don't know, they are the newest addition to our staff, the newest hire to our team. 
And we love them and we're grateful for them. Come on, if you're grateful for these guys. And uh, they have four children. And uh, we're believing that as they come on staff, we're believing for a fifth. Are they believing for that? Let's not get into the details. Said we're believing for a fifth for them because part of being on staff is growing the church, huh? <laughs> we love them so much, and uh, we're grateful for you guys. You make our, our church so much better. Mark chapter 4, are you there in your Bible or iPad? I'm going to jump in for the sake of time, Mark chapter 4. And um, for those of you that haven't been with us and you're just joining us, we are in the midst of a series called True Values. And we're really talking as a community, as a church, about what do we value? What are the values we should hold to? What are the values of your life? What are the values in a world that is shifting? And um, to be quite honest, I don't know if we've had a president that's faced the things that we're facing globally. I don't know if our culture has ever faced what we're facing right now currently with so many fads and trends and shifts and changes for you and I. For our homes, our marriages, and our children, our businesses, what should we value? We're talking together about not new values that we create, but old values that come from the Bible. God values. These are true values. They've been tested. They've been tried. And through the decades, they've been approved. Anybody thankful today that you and I don't have to recreate something or reinvent something? But anybody thankful we can receive values from God himself? So these are true values. They're not... Um, just cool values. They're true values. And uh, we've been talking about values like serving, values like faith. Talked about value of money. And I love that we already talked about money, how we approach or see money. I want to talk today about one of the most important values of our church and of your life, and that is the value of the Word of God. The value of the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for some of you grew up in church. You knew where I was going right there. Don't make me break out Father Abraham. I'll do it right now. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Yes, I will. For his glory. I want to talk about the value of the Bible and God's word in our church and in our lives. And I want to start together in Mark chapter 4. Uh, this is a beautiful story we're about to read just to paint a setting for you. Jesus is speaking at the Sea of Galilee. There's such a huge crowd that's gathered. He's having to be in a boat, and he's, he's speaking this story. Now, Jesus was a master storyteller. In fact, he said even of himself, he would never speak unless he would tell a story. So I always think about church. If stories were good enough for Jesus, stories are good enough for us. Jesus always told a story. He's by the Sea of Galilee in a boat telling a story about what the Word of God is like. Now, his first attempt, his first try, he tells the story. And you ever be socially with somebody and they're telling a story and you don't really track, but you smile anyways? The crowd's kind of like, oh, cool, Jesus. But he could tell it doesn't quite land. So he goes another step further and he explains now the first story that he told. This is the explanation of what he's just said. Watch what it says. It says, the farmer plants the word. Some people are like the seed that falls on the hardened soil of the road. No sooner do they hear the word than Satan snatches away what has been planted in them. And some are like the seed that lands in the gravel. When they hear the word, they respond with great enthusiasm like that's lit, 
But there is such shallow soil of character that when the emotion wears off and some difficulty arrives, there is nothing to show for it. The seed cast in the weeds represent the ones that hear the kingdom news but are overwhelmed with worries about the things that they have and do and all the things that they want to get. The stress strangles what they heard and nothing comes of it. He said, but the seed planted in the good earth represents those that hear the word, embrace it, and produce a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. It says, these people, they receive the seed. It comes in the form of a seed. But when it lands on this good soil, the seed comes on the inside and produces something on the inside that is beyond their wildest dreams. Just want to encourage you today. God is not trying to fix the exterior of your life as much as he's wanting to do something on the interior of your life. And when God's word gets on the inside, it does a work always first with the inside out. And it does something in us that produces a harvest that is beyond our wildest dreams. I want to preach a message this morning. If you're taking notes, which I hope that you are, you can write down the title of today's message. It's called, put up the title because I want to do two titles, My Giant Toolbox. But if you want, you could put in parentheses, my great giant toolbox. That's what the, the title I want to do was my great giant toolbox. But my wife, the pastor of this church, said no. So if you'd like, you could write down my title or the correct one, which is her title. And all the men of God said amen. My giant toolbox. Come on, let's pray and let's believe together that God will come and speak to us. Father, we thank you so much for our church. Thank you that you love us and that you're for us. And we're reminded today as we open up the scriptures that Jesus, you are truth, that you are love, you are grace. We remind ourselves of your faithfulness, your compassion. God, thank you that you chose to love us. You chose to be in relationship with us. We counted an honor and a privilege to know about you and to know you personally. God, help us to receive these words. We thank you for it. And God, we are thanking you that you gave the Los Angeles Lakers the number two pick in the draft. God, thank you that we're rising back to glory this year. We, we believe for a championship out of this number two pick in Jesus' name. And we all said together, Come on, all the Laker fans said amen. Come on, clap if you love the Lakers. Amen and amen. Um, this is, um, I'm not really a, a, a props preacher, but for the first time in a while, I've, I've got a prop out here today. I've got, um, this, is, this, is, this is my toolbox. And, um, and uh, I'm, you know, this is, by the way, uh, I don't think I've ever preached with a prop. This is my first time preaching a long time with a prop. But this is a, t- gosh, this is heavy. And um, thank God I've been lifting. Anyways, not a big deal. Um, but um, this is Jay down here on the front row. Jay, would you stand? Y'all, church, make some noise for Big Jay down here. He's six foot 100. And um, this is his toolbox. I had to borrow a toolbox because you know your boy don't have a toolbox. And so I, 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 when, when I first got married, you know, guys like me, we don't really have tools. You know what I'm saying? We have phones. And so um, 
when I first got married to my wife, when she said yes, we you know paid our vows to one another. Um, we we came back to the house. When you get married, it's awesome because people give you money and gifts. Why wouldn't you get married? <laughs> All you people are just like, let's live together. Let's get married. <laughs> it's called a registry. So we got married, and uh, we we you know everybody got us the gifts and everything. We we're so excited, and and we got back to the house. Now my wife is very handy. You know, she, she, she can do stuff that most dudes can do. I cannot do this stuff. So we're at the house, and, and she, I, owned the, I owned a home, and she moved into my house, balling. And, um, and it feels good to even tell you that. She's 24, no big deal. And um, so, so my wife moves in the house, and we're fixing stuff. And she asks, you know, for some tools because we're hanging pictures and, and doing stuff and, you know, making this house together. And luckily, somebody for our wedding had bought us a little blue case of tools. It said on the front, her tool kit. These were the only tools we had in our house. And it had like a tape measure and like a, like a, like a hammer. And, um, and so luckily, um, I would bring out the tool, the, her tool kit to my wife, and I gave it to her. And f- when we were setting up our, our house, this is a true story, I was the one filling out the thank you cards on behalf of the family, and she was the one constructing the house. No shame in my game. So <laughs> I, I, I want to talk together today about the power of God's word. I, I, I just, I want to go into our toolkit today and I want to show you that God's word has more tools for your future than you could ever imagine. I, I want to tell you at your disposal is not a wimpy little tape measure and a hammer that you've got a big old, that's why I want to do giant toolbox because you've got a great toolbox at your disposal. Jesus is telling a story about the toolbox, which is the word. Here's the first tool he talks about. He talks about the the tool of a seed. He said the word, which is a seed, it goes forward and he begins to explain some people in the church. He said the first guy is the guy that comes to church. He hears the word. He sits, you know, there and he's just like, all right, preach, preacher, let's see what you got. And when the word goes forward and, and lands at his heart, Jesus says, now this is Jesus' words, he said as soon as the word of God is preached or the seed goes forward, he said the devil, Satan himself, comes and snatches or steals away that seed. I just want to tell you today that the Bible teaches us in Psalm 119, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Don't let the devil say what I'm preaching today. Don't let the devil steal away what God's word declares to you. Don't let the enemy steal. Remember, we we built our whole church on John 10.10. John 10.10 is going to be on all of our stuff this this week at the pop-up. And John 10.10 says the evil one comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil does not want you to know the word of God. The devil does not want you to know a promise. The devil does not want you to know truth. So as soon as truth is preached in your life, he comes and snatches that thing away. So when you stand there, you're tormented. You feel awful. You feel condemned. You feel shame because you don't have the promises of God in your life. Am I preaching to anybody this morning that wants to make the decision to put some alarms and put some protection? Don't let the seed get stolen. So I'm going to call this guy Lego my seed. works, right? Don't let nobody steal the seed. The next guy, it, this guy, he, I call this the difference between being a sexy Steve and a steady Eddie. That's funnier than your reaction. That's fine. I'm explaining it. <laughs> sexy Steve comes to church. He's like, what? Aha! 
Yeah. Got the hoodie. What? Yeah. I'm all about God. Like, loves God. All about it. On fire. Love Jesus. Love Zoe. Here, soon as something goes bad. Doctors report. Relationship goes bad. Offense. Something happens. Soon, because he doesn't have the character or the wherewithal, he gets literally uprooted because he doesn't have just that steady eddy. I want to tell you today, the best way to live your life is just be faithful. The best way to live your life is to be constant. The best way to live in life is be steady. I'd rather be steady Eddie. Come on, then, sexy Steve. Sexy Steve, you might have found him at Bootsy Bellies, but he's not at the church. Bellows, whatever. That's why I don't even know the name. I don't go there. Y'all heathens know about that stuff. I'm a man of God. Toolbox. You guys are sick. That's why I'm preaching and you're not. Makes no sense, right? So the third one is, um, we can call this guy, weapons of mass distraction. Because if the enemy knows that you can get all of the word of God in you and you're in church and you're hearing Jesus' love and Jesus' truth, what he will do is he knows the word is in you, but he will try and distract you with worry, stress, and the desire for other things. Now, I've got the, the word of God in me, but now I want to go on vacation here, buy this, accomplish that, success, success. And the Bible teaches us, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough worries in itself. But seek ye first, first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto us. What's the Bible teach? Jesus is saying, I'm well aware there's some people that come to church and you, you walk out and you forget the message right away because you can't get the word in you. The next one is you can't last that long. The next one is, is, is you get worried and distracted. He said, but this person right here is when the seed falls on good soil. Translation, when God's word goes out onto a good heart, I want to tell you, our objective in life is to keep a good heart, to keep your heart pure, keep your heart soft, keep your heart pliable. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, above all else, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life, for out of it flows the wellspring of life. Once your heart goes bad, your life goes bad. Once your heart goes bad, your relationships go bad. Our job is to keep a good heart, a heart that is tender a heart that is soft, a heart that can receive, a heart that is humble, a heart that is broken and contrite, a heart that can receive the word of God. Am I preaching to anybody this morning that places a premium and a value on the heart gauge, the heart condition, the heart life? Jesus said, when the seed falls on a good heart, oh, look out. When it falls on the right heart, translation, all our job is to get my heart right. My heart gets right, God can do wonders. My heart gets good, oh, sky's the limit. In fact, he says, when the seed goes onto a good heart, it produces in me something beyond my wildest dreams. I never thought I could live so content. I never thought I could live with healthy relationships. I never thought I could have so much peace on my pillow. I never thought I could have so much joy. I never thought I could have so much purpose. I never thought, I never dreamt of this much passion. How did this happen? All because I got seed in my life, it produced in me something beyond my wildest dreams. 
Jesus is explaining the power of the Word of God. I just want to tell you here at Zoe Church, we are every Sunday in all the years to come. We are going to gather, we're going to sing some songs about His great love, and we're going to open up the Scriptures, and we're going to hear stories about how much He loves us, His obsession for us, His grace towards us, His peace that He has. Come on, anybody thankful today that we can get around the Word of God and receive some seed into our life of His great gospel love for our lives. The first thing he explains is this thing is it's seed, isn't it? It's seed that can produce something in us. But I want to tell you, the Bible is so much more than seed. I'm telling you, in this toolbox, you got so many other tools. You got, you got seed tools. Here's right down number two. Here's the next thing you got in there. You got a light in this toolbox. You open up God's word, and the Bible says in Psalm 119, 105, put it up on the screens and watch what it says. It says, thy word, God's word, it's a lamp to my feet, and it's a light to my path. One of the tools in this toolbox is not just seed. One of the tools in this toolbox is you've got light. Who would have thought only Steve Jobs could have known that we would need a flashlight this much in life? Growing up, nobody's like, yo, you got your flashlight on you? But now it's like all the time we need a flashlight. I have to use my flashlight every Sunday because we have this little room up here where we, you know, prepare and have meetings and stuff. And it, it, you have to take this staircase up to this. And behind this black curtain, it is the darkest staircase. I have tripped many times. And I, every Sunday, I open up my phone. I get to that little screen where I can choose the flashlight. And I've got to flashlight my way up so I don't stumble and fall. The devil himself wants you to walk in the darkness. He wants you to not be able to govern your life and, and stumble and have traps and have have all kinds of things that will take you out and attacks. But I'll tell you, God wants to light up your path. He wants a lamp for your feet. God does not want you to stumble. He doesn't want you to be confused. He doesn't want you to be directionless. God has a lamp and a light for your path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and it's a light unto my path. Oh, I love that. The Bible teaches us that the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. In other words, I'm not living my life hesitant like, what, what's, what's, can, I, can I step here? Is this secure? Can I, can I put my life in this community? Can I, can I be in this relationship? No, I walk with confidence because my path is lit up. I know where I'm going. I know what's coming ahead. I know what my future is. God doesn't just give me immediate path. He gives me future. He gives me direction. He shows me where I'm going. It's all in the word of God. God has a lamp to your feet. And in this society, I will tell you that darkness could come in. Darkness could creep into your soul. Darkness season, a season of darkness where you're going, what is going on? You're sitting in a hospital. You're sitting in a, with a friend. You're sitting in a relationship, and you're going, this seems dark. All you need to do is open the Word of God and get some light for the situation. I, I find myself texting more people the Scriptures when they're in hospitals than anything else. I'm not looking for a quote from this person or that person when someone's in a dark room and a dark season and a dark situation. I send them the light of God's word and I send them a promise and a principle and a truth. Come on, anybody thankful today that you got some seed in your life and you got a light to your path? Write down the next one, number, number three, it's bread. Oh, I love this one in your toolbox. It's, it's bread. You got to pull out that tool and, and use the tool of bread. How do you get bread into a toolbox? Don't worry about it. I'm a prop preacher. It'll work. I'm using a prop today. Feels so fun. What'd you do this Sunday? Use the prop. 
Another tool of the word of God is that it's bread. In fact, Jesus, when he was tempted by the devil in the desert, and the devil would tempt him three times, one of the things that Jesus replied back was he quoted scripture in the book of Deuteronomy. And watch how Jesus literally pulled out the tool to succeed over the temptation of the devil. He says here in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus answered the devil and said, It is written in the word of God, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's why when we pray, what is, what is our prayer? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily what? Gluten-free bread. God give us bread. Why? Because the word of God is sustenance to our soul. It, it, it feeds us. It fills us. So I've got seed that's working in me. I've got a light to my path. And I've got the sustenance I need to fulfill the call of God on my life. I've got, I, my soul is, listen, when you read the scriptures, there are things that you need to eat and absorb for your physical body. There are things that you need to devour for your spiritual person. Come on, can I just ask you, are you spiritually malnourished? Are you spiritually getting the nutrients that you need to fulfill the call that's on your life? Because when you open up the scriptures, you don't just have seed and you don't just have light. You've got bread that fills your mouth with good things to say. It fills your mouth with praises to praise God. Anybody thankful today that you've got bread, literally manna from heaven, to consume and to fill you up? There ain't nothing worse than feeling like you're spiritually malnourished, in need of a word. I, you, when, when you need a word, you do not need a podcast. You do not need a preacher. You need to open up your cell phone with the Bible app or open up the word for yourself, and you can actually feed yourself. God did not make you dependent upon a man. He made you dependent upon the word of God, that which proceeds from the mouth of God. You don't need a human to tell you what God has said when you can get for yourself what God has said. Uh, it's one of the tools in the toolbox. You got a big old giant toolbox. Uh, if I were you, I'd be getting the seed that I need to do something in my life. The lamp and the light that I need so, so I can govern my business and govern my future and govern my family and raise my kids and be my, the spouse that I need to be. Get the bread in my body so that I'm, I'm full and functioning. I'm healthy on the inside. Man should not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth. Do you realize that there are things that you do that fuel you on the inside? They came to Jesus and they're like, Jesus, you, you're hungry, right? You need some of this food, Jesus? And Jesus is like, y'all don't even get it, do you? He said, I have food to eat that you don't even know about. The food that I eat is doing the will of God. In other words, he's saying there's things that fill me up that are actually spiritual in nature. It's not always physical in nature. So in this toolbox, you got seed. I love it. You got light. You got bread. Write down number three. It's a sword that's in there. Oh, and this is my favorite one because this is where we get gangster in Jesus. What is, who is that brand that does spiritual gangster? This is where we're going to get spiritual gangster. In this toolbox, please forgive me. I'm a prop preacher. In this prop, in this toolbox, is a sword. And I like, we, in our Ephesians series, we went through it, that the Bible teaches us in Ephesians 6 that we put on the full armor of God. 
that we can stand against the schemes of the devil. Wait a second, are you telling me that Satan has a scheme against my life? Yeah, he wants to take you out. Sorry, I, 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 don't, I don't know how to tell you this bad news. Wait, he has a strategy to take out my family. I, I don't know how to break it to you, but man, it is what it is. That's why we can't wait to go to heaven because when we get to heaven, the devil can't touch us. There's no more sickness. There's no more disease. Come on, anybody thankful today for the promise of everlasting life where we don't have to be under the torment of Satan and his rule any longer? So it says we stand against the schemes of the devil. All of the armor of God is defensive except for one. It says we put on the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, and the breastplate of righteousness, and we put up the shield of faith and the gospel of peace, peace, which are Nike uh, gospel peace uh, Air Max ones. And, um, and it said all these things, they're defensive. Why? Helmet of salvation, so that my mind doesn't go crazy. My mind doesn't have to be tormented. I don't have to deal with anxiety and depression and torment and shame and condemnation because I've got God's thoughts over my head. What Truth. Why? Because the devil wants to lie to me, and he wants to tell me how bad I am and condemn me and tell me how unworthy I am. By the way, you are not worthy because of what you do. You are worthy because of birth, not worth. You are worthy because Jesus purchased you. So listen, I've got truth around me. I've got helmet here. I've got shield of faith. I'm saying, but I'm not going to be in no fight just going like, come on guys, take it. Take it. If I'm going to be in a fight, you best believe I'm going to throw a punch. If, I, if someone's going to attack my family and our church and my life, I'm glad he gave me one weapon, which is the sword of the spirit, that I can push the enemy back and say, you better take your hands off me. You better, come on, am I preaching to anybody today that's willing to use the living, breathing word of God? Come on, get your sword out. Start fighting for your future. Some of you, the reason why the devil knows he can just run rushout on you and do all kinds of torment to you is because he knows that when he comes to fight you, you, you don't have the word in you. So you just go like this. Um, stop it. Knock it off. But the reason why you got this toolbox and the reason why you got the word of God and the reason why you got promises is so that when the enemy comes in and he tries to torment you, you stand on the word and you say, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard against him. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Come on, somebody thank God today that you got some tools in your toolbox. You can build a life that is glorious, flourishing, and fresh. You got to use the sword of the spirit. We got in this toolbox, we got some seed to use, and we got a light to use, and we, 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 we've got bread in there, and we've got a sword. I, I want to encourage, I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but I felt like telling somebody, you ought to just get a little bit of promises in you, a little bit of Jesus' thoughts, so that when the enemy tries to tell you you're terrible, you stand, you go, I'm chosen. When the enemy tries to tell you you're, you're shameful and you're condemned, you stand, you go, there is, therefore, now, no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody thank God today that there's a sword in your hand. I got faith as a shield. I've got truth around my waist. But I'm, I'm fighting for my future. Take a swing. Push the enemy back. You ought to let the enemy know you can't run up in my home. You can't torment my marriage. You can't mess with my kids. I've got a sword, and I'm here to fight. Some, come on, somebody praise God this morning. You got tools in your toolbox. Here's the next one. Write down. In that toolbox, you got medicine. 
Oh, I know it's a toolbox. And you say, well, what is a bunch of bread and medicine doing in my toolbox? Don't worry about it. It's just a prop. <laughs> Don't really make sense, but if it's fun to walk with. It's medicine in this thing. It's medicine in it. Why is it in a toolbox? Doesn't make sense to me either, but it's fun. It's really fun, guys. Giant toolbox. Other translations, great giant toolbox. Watch what the Bible says here. Put up the next verse. These words are healing to us. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. I, we, Julie and I went to Seattle this, this past couple of days, and we were there in the, in, the, in the service, and I was just sitting there, and I, I must have cried 10 times in the service. You know, you're just in those services sometimes, and you keep crying. I wasn't crying because I felt convicted. I was crying because God was doing something in me, health and nourishment to me. The person I was sitting next to, she was crying. God was doing something in her life. These words are, they're health to you. you. You read them and you start going, wow, he loves me that much. Yeah, I, I'm forgiven. I, I've, I've been healed. God's, God's for me, not against me. These, they're health to you. I've, I've been struggling. My, my, my throat has been hurting for, I don't know, two weeks or something. So yesterday we were in the airport and I went to Hudson News. I'm so sick of it. And I've been just devouring Hall's candy or Hall's throat things like they're candy. And, and so I went to the lady. I said, what's the best thing you got for, for a, a bad throat? And so she showed me this new Tylenol thing and it fits all my symptoms. And I, I take the medicine because my throat needs it. We, you, we read the word of God because your soul needs it. Your heart needs it. Your mind needs healing. You need nourishment. You need replenishment. You need God's word. You do not need to look at somebody's photo on Instagram. You need to read how much God is obsessed with you, how much God loves you, how much he's for you, how much he's for your future. Come on, anybody thankful today? We've got lights and seeds and breads and swords, but we got medicine. Yeah, I, I tell you, when, when you got someone in your world that's going through a hard time, they need the medicine of God's word. They don't just need you to take them to Dairy Queen and get them a, you know, a blizzard. Give them some scripture and a blizzard. All the ladies said, amen. <laughs> but we need medicine. Here's the last one in the toolbox. It's, it's an arrow. And by the way, I know that I'm using just a few uh, 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 revelations of what God's word is, but I wish I could go through the whole toolbox because I'm telling you five or six of them. But I'll tell you, in here, there is, there is a plumb line. In here, there, there is a fire. In here, there is a hammer. In here, there is water. This here right here is a toolbox for your future. I'm just telling you a little bit about how good God's word is. And when we get together, Zoe Church, and when you get together around your dining room table, you ought to open up the toolbox and see See what your kids need. See what your family needs. See what your soul needs. See what this is a true value. The grass may wither and the flower may fade, but the word of God, it's going to endure. It's the seed that we need in our heart. It's the light that we need for our path. It's the bread that we eat. It's the medicine that we need. It's the sword that we defend with. It's an arrow. Say, what do you mean an arrow? When you get God's word in your life, I, I wish, I, I don't know if you're able to do, with, do this, but you ought to take one verse and you ought to send it out to work for you. Say, what do you mean? Because the Bible says that God's word will never return void. 
Watch the second part. But it will always accomplish the task it was set out to accomplish. In other words, God's word doesn't go out and come back limping. Uh, God, um, uh, you know, they were big and she was, it was cancer and they, the, they, were, they were just already going to get divorced and they were already addicted. We couldn't know. God's word goes to cancer and it heals that person. God's word goes to divorce and it restores the marriage. God's word goes to that sick body. Come on, somebody thank God today that you can send out the arrow of God's word and it will accomplish the task. There's so much in this toolbox. My only question to you today is will you be someone that is willing to open up and use what you need for your situation. Because some of you need bread today, and others of you need medicine. Some of us need seed today, but some of us, we need sword. But God's word is able to do everything you need in your life. If you're starting a business, all you need is a Bible. If you're trying to make a great family and raise up children in God, all you need is a, is a Bible. All, all we need, Zoe Church, is we need a Bible. Why? So we can quote scriptures? No. But the Bible points us to Jesus. And Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Jesus is the teacher and the instructor. Jesus, when his words get in us, it produces something on the inside. I just want to tell you, I'll make you a promise. As long as I'm the pastor of this church, we will not be more excited about the singing than we are the word of God. We will not be more excited about melodies that tell about God as much as a book that promises us God. This book is tested and it's proved. Uh, Paul says, and worship team, you can come join me. Paul says to this young, young leader, Timothy, he said, all scripture is inspired by God. God. In other words, God wrote the Bible. This is the only book in the whole world. I can't think of another book that as you read this book, the author himself comes to sit with you to tell you what he's saying. I remember when I first started reading the Bible, I didn't have a clue what it was saying. I would read the Bible with a pen, and all I would do was circle the word the. Mm, that's good. The. Mm. Yes, there it is again. Mm, the. Preach. You preaching, Jesus. The. But as I began to read, God began to show me his heart. I just, I don't, I, I don't want to mislead you. What I'm not saying today is, come on, church. You need to go do more. Read more. You guys aren't, you're not reading enough. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I know you have so much in your heart. What a massive calling that's on your life. I'm just glad that you don't have to sit there and think, I know I'm called, but sure would be helpful if I knew how to get there. Yeah, I, I know he's given me vision, but how can I execute it? God is so good. He comes and goes, no, no, open your toolbox. I've given you every resource you need to build a glorious life that's in your heart. I've given you everything that you need to build the life evil one is coming to steal what I've put in your life. But I'm coming to give you life. I'm so grateful for God. I'm grateful for the Son. I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit. But I gotta admit today as your pastor, I'm grateful for the Word of God. I'm grateful for the Holy Scriptures. 
that every time I open them, I get healed. Every time I open them, I get an arrow right in my life. Every time I read, it's a little bit more bread sustenance for my soul. Every time I get some seed in me, God's doing a work on the inside. I'm grateful as the leader of this community and the leader of my home, I've got a sword to fight against the enemy. I just hope that you don't leave your giant toolbox in the shed. Don't leave your giant toolbox sitting in your garage. But you open up this thing right here and you let God light your path. Bow your heads, close your eyes. God, thank you today that you love us. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by the message. To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website, www.zoechurch.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.